Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey everyone, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder of Create and Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rule book and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real talk advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman. From hiring to mentorship to raising money and so much more, whether you are pivoting to a new industry, negotiating a raise, turning your side hustle into a full-time gig, or pitching your company to investors, we're giving you the tips and tricks you need to take your career to the next level. Are you ready to make some money moves? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. Hey listeners, you're tuning into the second episode of Work Party Money Moves Founders Framework. In this series, successful founders are sharing their perspective on a startup funding scenario. They just received a $10,000 small business loan to start a business. Let's see how they build a framework to spend it. Joining me today is Bola Sukumbi, a founder of Clever Girl Finance, one of the largest personal finance media education platforms for women in the US. Bola is an award-winning certified financial education instructor, finance expert, four times best-selling author and speaker. And after graduating college, Bola was able to save her first 100K in a little over three years with a starting salary of just $54,000. Impressive. So her goal is to help women take charge of their finances, stop living paycheck to paycheck, build real wealth, and get you in control of the life you really want to live. Bola, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to hear how you would take on this $10,000 in funding and what you would do. Welcome, Bola. First, congrats on your new book. How are you feeling now that it's released? Thank you so much, Jacqueline. So I'm both excited and relieved choosing to prosper as my fourth book, but it's also the first book in which I share the behind the scenes of my background, my upbringing and building my business. So I'm excited to have it out in the world. Amazing. Well, perfect segue. Tell us more about your background and what led you to becoming a financial expert. Yeah, so I studied computer science in college with no intention of becoming a financial expert, but I had a personal need of wanting to save money and I wanted to invest my money coming right out of college. So I started to figure things out on my own after I couldn't find the right resources. And in starting Clever Girl Finance, I then acquired the necessary certifications to start teaching about personal finance. Amazing. And for our listeners who haven't visited Clever Girl Finance, what kind of content can they expect to find? Yeah, so we are a digital media company that offers over 30 plus completely free courses on a variety of finance topics. We have a blog that's updated daily and a podcast and YouTube channel all under the name Clever Girl Finance. 
Love it. So what was your experience like acquiring funding to launch Clever Girl Finance? So that's a great question. I tried and I failed to raise any significant amount of venture capital funding. And so with the limited amount of money I did raise from an accelerator and from a couple friend investors, I went ahead and focused on bootstrapping. So I know all about scaling a business on a limited budget. Amazing. Yes. I love a bootstrap business and venture isn't for everyone while it is sort of a popular way to go these days. I think obviously being able to leverage your point grants, friends and family, all that good stuff, accelerator programs is also a great way to go. So let's kick off this special episode. Let's say you have $10,000 to kickstart your service-based business. It's time to make some moves. But before we get into the nitty gritty, can you share with us how you would develop your framework for allocation of that 10 grand? Yeah. So before we spend any of that $10,000, it's really important that we have a strategy in place in the form of a business plan, right? And this is essentially going to help us lay out all the various actions that we need to take to get our business off of its feet. Be mindful that we have this limited budget of $10,000. And while it might seem quite obvious, starting your business plan, you want to start by laying out exactly what your business does. This will help you have clear direction so you don't start to experiment or deviate into other non-related areas or lower priority areas before you have a chance to test out what your main focus is, especially given, as I've mentioned, that we have this limited budget. And then it's really important that you identify your target audience, who you intend to sell to, and the problem you're going to be solving for them. You also want to, in your business plan, highlight your operating model, how exactly you intend to deliver value with your service-based business. You want to talk about, in the business plan, the services you will offer who your, what your niche is and if they're in line with that problem you want to solve. And then also look at what else exists out there, right? So no business plan is complete without having some understanding of competition. Where are they located? What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? And how can you differentiate yourself from them and make your service offering better? And then finally, a plan for your business finances, which I know we're going to talk about later, Jacqueline. <laughs> Amazing. So For someone who's just starting out, what does a business plan look like? Is it made in Excel? Is it a Word doc? Is it a deck? You know, how would you recommend someone putting together a business plan and what tools and resources would you recommend they tap into? So one thing to keep in mind about a business plan or your business plan for your service-based business is that this is a work in progress and it is a document that you're going to continue to update as your business evolves and you learn new things. So you want to have it easily accessible. So ideally you can put it in a Word document or in an Excel spreadsheet or even in a notes app on your smartphone or smart device so that you can get to it to update it and review it as you need it. I love that. So What do you think the highest priority is in starting a service-based business? So when it comes to starting a service-based business, I think the highest priority is the offering, right? Because you don't have a physical product that you're selling. And so it's essentially the way you package and the way you communicate the services that you're offering to your ideal customer. So it's really getting clear on how are you solving their problems and why should they buy the service from you? Yeah, absolutely. So really clarifying out that services and then to your point, packaging it up. So let's talk a little bit about branding. Branding is the process of creating an identity for your company, which is like fonts, colors, symbols, mission, et cetera. So what would you say is an important area of branding to put spend towards? Yeah. So when it comes to your branding, it's all about being memorable to your potential customer because they're getting hit by 
all kinds of information and visual online on their phone, social media, etc. So the look and feel of your brand is very important. You want to be memorable. And so where you want to put your spend to would be towards your logo, your fonts, your color, your overall brand style and design. That way you kind of get a corner of your ideal customer's minds when they they come across you and they don't forget you. Absolutely. So you have this $10,000. So in this scenario, how much of your 10K would you allocate towards that? Would you hire a freelancer? Would you try to do it yourself? What are some of the tools you're using to accomplish that? And what would your allocation be? So with your service-based business, because there's no initial product spend or prototyping for a product, you have a bit more room to spend on branding. So I would say like 25% of your budget, including your website, because that branding is the draw for your customers. However, there are a lot of things that you can do for free on your own, right? Especially as you get your business on its feet. So for example, you can leverage free design tools online. You can leverage websites that offer free website, at least for the first 30 days. And then you can hire a branding expert or freelancer to fine tune what you've created if you have the budget, or once you start to bring in money into your business. So I'd say when it comes to branding, about 25% of your budget, including developing your website. Yes. Love that. Absolutely. I think that's great advice. Take advantage of those 30 day free trials when you can. There's a lot of really great low price or free options out there. Bank of America knows that women entrepreneurs often face challenges in accessing the necessary capital and resources to run and grow your own businesses. That's why they invest in partnerships that connect you to the mentoring, training, and capital you need to find success. You can get access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Work with local specialists one-on-one to meet with the unique needs of your business. Learn about sources of funding through the Access to Capital directory, or find financing opportunities through the Tory Burch and Bank of America Capital Program. You can even earn a certificate in women's entrepreneurship through the free Bank of America Institute for Women's Entrepreneurship at Cornell, an online learning portal that provides women entrepreneurs with the skills, knowledge, and resources to build, manage, and scale a business. To learn more, visit bankofamerica.com slash women business owners. Bank of America, what would you like the power to do? So now to grow your business, it's important to get new customers in the door while keeping obviously your loyal customers well loyal. So at what point should you start investing in marketing for your business? Yes, you want to keep those customers, you want to bring them in and then keep them um, lawyers loyal. So you want to start marketing your brand before your offer is ready, right, to create anticipation. So you're just mm-hmm. starting the service-based business while you're ironing out all the kinks. You want to start putting your business out there. And you can do this by creating content on social media, on your website, things that showcase the behind the scenes of you starting your business and what makes you an expert or the go-to business in your niche. You you essentially want to generate buzz and excitement and anticipation about the launch, even though you have not already launched, right? You essentially want to start getting people's ears to the ground about your business. Yes. Love that. So let's talk about the different channels that you can do that through your website, email marketing, organic and paid social. Where are you spending the most amount of energy and money in terms of the marketing channels? 
Yeah, so for a website, I would say that is essential. You want to have a home base that you own, right? So about 1500 to 2500 for your website and branding, and this is a one-time cost. Email marketing, again, you need a means to communicate with your audience that you own, and this is usually tied to a monthly fee when you use an email marketing service. So depending on your host, it can be free, depending on how many email subscribers you have to start with, to around $100 a month for someone who's just starting out with a small list. Social media is free, right? You just have to spend the time or pay to get content generated on platforms like Instagram and TikTok, etc. And the other area, paid social, you know, I don't suggest paid social right off the bat until you have a proof of concept because this money gets paid, gets spent very quickly. And so you want any paid social that you're doing to amplify what's already working, what promotions that you're doing on your own that's already working. And then the other things that you're going to need to pay for are things like hosting services for your website, if you're using any social media scheduling tools. So those things should come around about $100 a month combined. Great breakdown of the way to kind of allocate and think about spending. In terms of content creation, so obviously nowadays, if you're a small business owner, you also have to be a content creator for your business. (laughs) So do you have any tips on photos, general creative needs to like get out on social media in the early days when you might not have as much organic content to share. So yes, I think it is a good idea to develop a brand guide. So when you do that initial spend on your branding, you want to have a document that highlights what your fonts are, what your brand colors are, and then you can leverage these funds to either pay a graphic designer or leverage a free online design to to create a series of templates. So let's say you have 10 different templates of different colors and different styles based on your brand guide. You can use this to start generating social content that in a way that is cost effective and consistent with your brand. And then eventually, as you have more of the budget, you can hire a graphic designer and someone on retainer to do social content should come in at about $250 to $500 a month. Amazing. Yeah. No, there are so many great tools out there too. So that's a great tip. So let's talk about capital expenditure, which is the money used to buy, improve, or extend the life of assets in your business. So think technology, vehicles, the physical items that support your business. So what kind of items are necessary to have when launching a service-based business? Is it a computer, POS system? What are you sort of allocating in terms of the operational costs? Yeah, so you definitely need a computer, right, to run your service-based business. If you're doing meetings over Zoom, you're doing lives, things like that, a good computer will cost you around $1,000 that has enough memory and a good camera on it. And then if you are exchanging money, you're getting paid a fee, a POS, which you can sign up for on a monthly payment basis. Sometimes the fees are charged on a small base fee tied to a percentage of your sales or on a, a flat fee, so like Shopify or PayPal. So those are the two key things you need. And then depending on the type of service that you're offering, you know, are there downloads that you have to give to your customers? Are there packages that you need to mail? You want to factor in what the cost of those deliverables for your clients slash customers would be. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely factoring in all those things. So we're chipping away at this $10,000. So is there any other areas you would allocate this remaining money too? I would definitely put money towards having a backup fund, right? Mm. In the event that it takes you longer to start earning revenue compared to when you anticipated bringing money in. And so having a backup fund, similar to how you have an emergency fund for your personal finances is essential for your business. Absolutely. So if a business owner needed more than $10,000, what other resources do you advise small business owners to explore? 
Yeah, so I think it's very important to start building a business relationship with your bank. So at Clever Oil Finance, we bank with Bank of America. And for us, starting a relationship was as simple as going into a branch to meet with someone to talk about opening the business bank account and discussing our long-term business goals from a capital perspective. And that's something that you can do as well. Um, I would also definitely recommend the Bank of America Access to Capital Directory for Women Entrepreneurs. And what it does is that it is a great tool that lets you search for opportunities by type of funding, by the amount, and by the type of business that you have that caters specifically to women entrepreneurs. Amazing. Yeah, that's such an incredible platform. And it really breaks down the different types of funding you can get, whether it's equity, debt, or grant capital. So lots of opportunities there. So let's dive into your personal experience. Mm -hmm. Were there any unexpected startup costs you came across when building Clever Girl Finance? So I am a planner by nature, so I wouldn't say unexpected costs because I tried to prepare myself for everything possible under the sun. However, as the business grew, I certainly had to be prepared to spend more money to expand for our revenue slash profit goals. So we're a media company and content is our main jam, which comes at a cost. Mm. So it's essentially planning and forecasting how much we'll be spending on content creation and tying that to how much revenue we expect us to generate. So sometimes get that can be hard to predict, right? Especially when we're creating content and we we want our audience to, we want to see how our audience embraces the content, but that's typically where those unexpected costs, if I call them that, come up. Absolutely. So did you take any risks with money while building the business? And if so, what were they? Yeah. So in business, you have to take risks, right? Mm -hmm. And one main risk that we took was back in 2020, and that was making our course platform completely free and permanently free uh, during the pandemic. And our courses, we have over 30 of them, are or were a significant income source for us. And so we essentially jumped off the cliff and had to figure Mm -hmm. out how to build the parachute on the way down to replace this income, which we were able to do through partnerships and advertising revenue that we had not necessarily considered before because we were very comfortable in that course revenue that we were generating. And so that was a huge risk to the business that we took. And luckily for us, it did turn out positively. Every business owner may make different moves to run her business, but each one knows that it's essential to have the ongoing support of a trusted partner. By teaming with Bank of America, you get access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. As you start to run or grow your business, turn to dedicated local specialists for help every step along the way. Connect with longstanding partners to build your knowledge and to find a network of peers and mentors. You also have access to powerful digital tools and resources at your fingertips so you can manage your own accounts, find access to capital, and discover opportunities to grow your business. To learn more, visit bankofamerica.com slash smallbusiness. Bank of America, what would you like the power to do? What advice do you have for a service-based business looking for funding? Do you think 10K is a sweet spot? Do you think they need way more? How long do you think that's going to last? What is sort of your advice? So I would say that $10,000 is a good place to start for a service-based business, at least to be able to achieve proof of concept. Does this idea work? And it is an amount that if you were to take it out as a business loan can easily be paid back over time. Mm -hmm. But I would say that it is essential that you have a business budget in place to help you understand your business finances. And this is different from having an accounting software that just crunches the numbers, right? A really good tool that you can leverage is Bank of America's Business Advantage 
360, which allows you to view all your business metrics in one place. And it is a dashboard for business owners where you can look at your cash flow, look at your analytics, look at your data from platforms like QuickBooks and Google Analytics. Absolutely. So overall, what is your advice for creating a strategic plan for your business and target how you will pay back that small business loan? So you mentioned that earlier. That's a great way to kind of think about it. Like 10K is pretty easy to you know get back. But what sort of plan should you have in place to repay that loan? Yeah. So I mentioned it earlier that it's really, really important that you understand your cash flow, right? Even if you are working with a small amount of money and understand your revenue, how you will generate it and not just revenue, how you will also generate profits. Mm. Once you have this understanding in place, then you can start to build the repayment back for any loans that you take into your business budget, right? So just like your personal budget for your finances, you want to have a budget for your business where you account for all of your expenses. And then one of those expenses would be a line item for the business loan that you take out. And then that way you can account for the payments that you need to make back on the loan every single month. Incredible advice. Let's wrap with some rapid fire sentence finishers. Are you ready, Bola? Yes. Okay. A non-negotiable for my day is? Time with my family. The best entrepreneurial advice I ever received was? Don't be the bottleneck, delegate. Love. (laughs) It pays to be besties with your bank because? A good banking relationship can help you weather a difficult period. Absolutely. And you just had a huge business win. So what's the first thing you do? Applaud myself. You go, girl. Yes, I love it. Thank you so much, Bola. Where can people follow you on social media and learn more about Clever Girl Finance and your new book? Yes, so you can follow us on all platforms, Instagram, YouTube, podcasts, at Clever Girl Finance. It's the same handle everywhere. And you can also find my new book, Choosing to Prosper, as well as the three-part Clever Girl Finance book series. Everywhere books are sold as physical ebooks and audiobooks. Amazing. So impressive. Thank you so much for your time and your incredible advice. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. For more inspiring conversations like this one, follow the Work Party Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review us or show us some love on social. We love seeing you tune in every week and share your favorite episodes. We're at Work Party on Instagram and at It's a Work Party on Facebook and Twitter. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party.